Доброго вечора, ми з України. Good evening. This is Joe Lindsley talking to you from Lviv, Ukraine. Fifth of May, five after one o'clock in the morning. Speak freely podcast here with my friend. Hey, it's uh, your favorite Zachary Peak, who's still here in Lviv, Ukraine, and fighting on the background of this shitty war with my friends and and Joe. Of course, my friends and Joe. <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, just to come back to good life. Yeah, which, as you were saying the other day, you know, only now do we realize how good that life was. Yeah. Exactly. Even with fucking COVID. Yeah, yeah. COVID was nothing compared to this. You know, I mean, it's one thing to buy a shitty cheap mask made in Wuhan, China. And now I have bulletproof vest <laughs> all over the floor of, of my room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you you know I I I have uh, have written today that uh, if you if you need to clean something uh, you can use your antiseptics that you bought in the first chapter of the apocalypse. The apocalypse. Explain, wait. I'm, I'm, you, oh, you mean, you, man. Oh. I, 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 I'm not going to explain you now. Okay. Was, I, uh, okay. That was, everything is absurd. Life is absurd. And one thing I loved about being in Ukraine is that Ukrainians handle the absurdity of life incredibly well. They, even in war, even in these, you know, even during the strikes yesterday, we could still joke and carry on. And, um, I I was driving around the city today with my friend uh, who I call Spy Yura, and uh, I I asked him what he thought about yesterday, and he said he said I'm happy that people don't run to the shelters, that people are still in the streets during the air raid alarms. They sit at the cafes because he said that's the spirit that we will need to really survive this. No panic, no, f- there's fear, of course, but not letting the fear control us. I don't know, man. It's, I don't think it's like, it's a, it's a spirit, as you said, or your friend said. I think it's a s- stupidity, stupidity. Yeah, maybe, maybe you're right. We should be more careful. I mean, how careful are you? You were walking your dog during the alarm yesterday. Yeah. I, I didn't say that I'm smart in that case. <laughs> <laughs> and did, did you change your behavior today in the two alarms we had back to back tonight? Yeah, when that shit started, I just went home. Did you go to the cellar? The basement? shelter i have a corridor in my flat yeah um i i i believe it's safe did you go to the corridor what did you go you you said i have a corridor did you go to the corridor uh, no i just have it 
you've answered the question. Thank you. Uh, uh, and uh, I, I was outside with, with everyone that lives in our, I can't wait. Well, I can't wait to victory for Moha for, for its own sake. And then to tell the story of the place, um, uh, maybe you cast aspersions on it, but this, this place where we have our, or I have my headquarters and newsroom, I, I, I think it's the right place for this moment. And uh, it, uh, I have, you know, the, the people that are always here, like uh, Pon and Pani, um, the, the groundskeeper and housekeeper. And uh, it's a nice little village. And we were all standing outside tonight during the second alarm, looking at the sky and listening, but still able to laugh. And uh, uh, I'm glad that I'm here with these people. That's amazing. Yeah, it really is. Um, and we have sometimes we have some people show up, and like yesterday there was, uh, you know, yeah, we, we people from all different countries coming here to volunteer, and in fact, I see British license plates increasingly uh, throughout Lviv, which is pretty impressive. You know, they come here all the way from Britain. Um, and uh, but this brings up a question that I wanted to mention to you because we talked about it before about courage and trust and what we'll save the details of this for the podcast that we will share after the war. Um, but for now, um, I had framed this at the beginning of the war like, what's more important, courage or trust? Uh, thinking that you had to sort of pick one or the other as the first principle uh, in a war. And, and then I saw this post from Jordan Peterson on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And because I, I think maybe you and others might, might say that I've, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but um, that I have trusted too many people too easily, despite my paranoia. And so Jordan Peterson said on, on this post, a naive person, naive, you could say naive means, you know, a little bit stupid sometimes. <laughs> a naive person trusts because he or she believes that people are essentially trustworthy. But anyone who has really lived, anyone who's paid attention to their life has been knows that he's been betrayed. You, we've all been betrayed at different points in our life. And so you, you know of it that you can't trust everyone. And if you focus on the betrayal, you're gonna be pessimistic about human nature. Uh, and this is where he says you need courage instead of naivete. Because we know that we can't trust everyone, because we know that people have betrayed us and will betray us in the future, to trust anyone is actually an act of courage. So this flipped the story of what, you know, I was thinking, oh, trust first and then courage. But Jordan, he says here, he says, I will trust you. I will extend my hand to you, even though I know you might betray me, because it is possible through trust to bring out the best in, in the other person and maybe in yourself. And, and this act of trusting uh, is is requires courage first to trust people 
And so in war, maybe it's first thing is courage. Courage in face of the bullets, courage in face of whom you decide to trust. Knowing that you could be betrayed. Nice. What do you think? Nice philosophy. That idea can live. Can live? Yeah. Oh, that's a nice way to put it, man. That idea can live. That idea can live? Not live. Like, like live, like life. Yeah. Yeah, no, not that's, like uh, left. <laughs> huh, that's that's it. No, I, I I like that construction. That I've never I've never heard a phrase like that before. That idea can live. Nice. <laughs> you also sound like you're saying you are the judge. This idea will die or it can live. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, and the flip side of that is, yeah, I mean. You got to be careful with whom you trust because it's what you know. You can be courage, be courageous, but you can also be stupid in your courage. You can be reckless, and right, and and, and we want to achieve victory, so we want to be smart. And and this is something that was not included in Jordan Peterson's idea, but we're in war times. So we really feel this here, like. It's all nice to be courageous, but you could be stupidly courageous, which could really fuck a lot of things up. So we have to be very careful. It's it's not, you're not being a coward if you're not trusting everyone. We do have to be careful who we trust because th- th- there's a lot of enemies around. And um, And also more than you can imagine, I think. Yeah, you mean like like this is a zombie apocalypse and there's Russians everywhere around us, or? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And even if not Russians, just stupid Ukrainians, who can just blah 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 to the Russians. Yeah. Yeah, and actually, when you say that, that changes my mind a bit on what the, the Peterson comments. I mean, I think I I would say it changes my mind a lot on that. I think you, before the war is the time to know whom you trust, not during the war. The people, I mean, the trust at a hundred percent level. You better know that before. If it's possible, I mean, the, the war, yeah, you know that at a deep level. And then the people you sort of trust, that's, you figure out who's true and who's not. But you know before the war who you fully trust. You have yeah. to. Yeah. Um, have, you, have you, you know, don't go into detail on this, but have you struggled with quite like who you trust since, since the war started? 
I don't know, man. I just stopped talking with people at all. Yeah. I've I've been the opposite, I guess, because it's my mission to to connect, to find out who's true, who can really help, who needs to be connected to each other, and uh, so I, I, that that's what I have to do. I think it's my mission. So as much as I don't want to talk to to strangers in this time, um, I do anyway. All right, so Zach, uh, you sent a list of your top, I don't know, 20 songs that you're currently listening to. So we'll, we're listening, we're, we're, we'll discuss three of these uh, each episode. Uh, and the next one is uh, uh, a song I like very much, uh, Pumped Up Kicks by Foster the People. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice song. Yeah. What What do you have to say about it? I like to drive in the car with that song. Really? Yeah. Uh, the first time I um, first time I I heard that song, I was in um, it, I was in Arizona. I had just started working for this uh, oh, uh, this crazy eccentric billionaire. And uh, named Foster Freeze. And when I left New York and Fox News, most people were afraid to give me a job because I had some, you know, these people, the people were scary people, you know. Uh, they were afraid of the scary people I used to work for. So no one would give me a job except for this, like, wild cat kind of free-spirited billionaire. And he gave me a job and it was really amazing. And uh, I could live wherever I wanted. And, but he had a few houses in Arizona. And uh, it was great. I mean, man, I was, I was, I'd been homeless before that. I'd been sleeping in my Jeep, you know, uh, for a while. And all of a sudden I had this, this great job. And his secretary called me and said, you can stay at, uh, we have extra houses you can stay at in Arizona for a while. And not only did it come with a house, but there was a sweet Mercedes uh, AMG, like, I don't know, this ama amazing machine. And um, it came with a house. And so I, uh, I was working there and, um, and, and then I had this amazing car. And sometimes I would drive out into the desert in Arizona and you have these straight highways, flat and straight. And as soon as I got to the edge of the city, I uh, just drive that car like hell, just floor it. And I was listening to the radio, uh, and that's right when this song was was it was, a, it was just hit, like, becoming popular. And so it was on the radio in in, in Phoenix and in the desert uh, every day, and, like five times a day. I would hear pumped up kicks, and when that came on, I would really drive like I, I felt free and alive. It's cool. So I agree with you. It's a great driving song, but you know what it's about, right? I told you before. It's better to know what song is about. 
Yeah, but do you know what this song is about? Uh, no. Uh, it's 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 about uh, I I think based on well on multiple school shootings in America, but um, yeah, it's based on the Columbine shootings. Oh yeah 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 about the guy who 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 killed someone in school. Yeah, yeah a school you, school shooter or how it's yeah, called. Yeah yeah yeah. If yeah, if you listen to, closely to the lyrics, uh. It's uh, all the other kids, they got the cool shoes, all the other kids are happy, and I hate them, so I'm gonna, you know, and it's, it's, it's a very disturbing song, and um, it's one of the most disturbing, so if you really, if you think about, it, like, the kind of joyful, enthusiastic melody with a dark message, uh, I, I almost question whether or not that, you know, I, I don't know if I could have released something like that, if I was capable of it. Because, um, yeah, it, I don't, it almost kind of glorifies it. it. It's a very strange song. Um, but I still, I love the sound of it. And every time I hear it, I think, you know, I, in my mind, I see the school shooter very briefly, but mainly, I, you know, I think of that, those drive, driving to the desert in Arizona. Now I'm thinking why pupils in school are starting to shoot each other. Does that happen in Ukraine? No. That happens in Russia a lot of times. And in America. Yeah. So it happens in Russia in Russia and America and that's it. Yeah. And um in America, it's I think pe- people are uh, are so isolated, and uh, you're, you know you, you, like you don't have family dinner. People watch TV and eat their food, or you know they don't sit around the table together. You're not connected as a family. Even if you are connected as a family, you're not connected to your neighborhood, your community. And, and so it's just like you and your house and then you get on the bus and you go to school, but there's no, there's no festivity. Like I think of Christmas in Ukraine where people gather together and drink Samohanka and the moonshine and, and they have traditions and songs and rituals. We don't really have that in America. And it's just like your, your iPhone and your computer and TV and you drive to work, take the bus to school. And, and there's nothing else to give us any structure of meaning in our lives. It's very difficult. Yeah, because all your life, you, you're living there only to buy a new iPhone and a new MacBook. And that's all that everything would what you need. Yeah. But... You, if you cannot get it, you becoming crazy and start to, to, to shoot each other. That's all. Yeah. And I would say, I mean, you and I are both critical of America. You've never been there, but... <laughs> Just the consumers. Yeah. But I think it's... Because Ukrainians, one thing I respect about Ukraine, you have kept your rituals, these ancient traditions, things that, that give you life structure and meaning, and, and even help you count your time. Like in America... You know, time is a scary thing because 
There's no rituals to separate our moments so we can remember things. Everything's in one gigantic blender. And here you have holidays, you have you know, routines and traditions where you take time away from the world. Uh, and I think people need that. And Americans, you know, after one generation of immigration, you forget the traditions of the country you came from. Uh, Black Americans, you know, were, can't possibly reconnect because they were completely disconnected from their roots. Uh, I think that's true. I think that's why America has so many problems. I, Ukraine has taught me that. But you need to have traditions, customs, festivals. Yeah, maybe that's why you have to live there. Where you born? Like in Afghanistan, Syria, and other amazing countries. To <laughs> 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 not f- forget your roots I, 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 and live and, and live in your in your culture right, you, with you your are... with your traditions. <laughs> Uh, so you please, are... <laughs> I'm calling to all people in the world, go home, go home, like Russians, motherfuckers, go home. Definitely, they... amazing, amazing, amazing people from Syria and Afghanistan. Please go home, make your amazing culture in your amazing countries. And it will be great. The world will be happy when everyone will come back home. You of course, are... Joe, you can you 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 can stay here because you are more hotel than American now. Thank you. So you already you 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 already lost your roots. Or I found my roots. And 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 and, and found another. Yeah. Hutso, those are the mountain people of Ukraine. Uh, wow, that's a high honor, man. Thank you. Uh, and just maybe the Celts, you know, maybe the Celts originated here, or they, they were here for a while. So perhaps as an Irishman, eh, could be connected. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I appreciate I, Whenever I hear anyone say that, I feel very welcome here. And because uh, there's, this is the country I've identified with the most in all my travels. So, uh, but uh, very nice. Uh, yeah, double. Yeah, <laughs> I thought I had a nice philosophical point and a nice way to uh, <laughs> to shit on it the way Amber Amber heard. Oh, that bitch <laughs> shits on. <laughs> Johnny Depp's bed, and it's a. Uh, you know, is... she 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 did it after after sex with Elon Musk in Johnny no, Depp's not... bed. That's not. Yeah, true. that's true. No, that's really... true. That's I... true. Elon Musk said that. No, I can't believe that. Really? Yeah, Elon Musk was with a, that bitch in the Johnny's house, and after. After Johnny saw all that shit, what is going on in his bed, he made a drama 
and Elon Musk just like left the house and that bitch uh, sh- was shitting on the bed. Until you put it this way, because so today for the first time in, since the war started, maybe I, I dipped a little bit into American news and, uh, or no, I would say today I realized in American news, Ukraine is no longer number one topic. It's this shit. Shit. This is the number one topic. Ukraine is forgotten. Now people are probably wearing like Johnny Depp colors or Amber Heard flags. I, I don't know. It's, it's become the, the main story in America. And I hated that because I think Russia would prefer that, you know, people to forget about Ukraine. But, but as you tell me that, I realize why. Because People want to laugh, and I just laughed. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, you, can, can can you imagine that shit? And after that, what happened? That bitch destroyed the career of Johnny Depp. Uh, a Spanish song. Uh, uh, esto no ha uh, terminado. Esto no ha uh, terminado. This is not over. My time in Mexico it's, did not help my city. It's a, it's a soundtrack. It's a soundtrack. Um, from the movie. Perch. 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 Movie Perch. I I told you about that movie, uh, like the new America, mm-hmm. like all your all your presidents died, mm-hmm. and uh, you made the new America something like a like a communist. I don't know, and they and they made a they made a law that one night in a year you can do everything you want. That means you can rob, you can kill people, you can hit people with a baseball bat and other things. And you can do everything you want in one night in the year. And after, while we're watching that movie, we can understand that the government just used that night to clean in the the country of the poor people like to kill all poor people in the country I had two opposite thoughts in this song because I I, I loved and really I think it's very important it's a very true idea and and it's something that deep in my heart um, this line uh, what when this shit is life and death then what the fuck is a law um, I, I, I feel, I mean, I, I feel such a frustration with the American system in particular, um, that, that, that resonates with me. You know, I think there's a lot of, there's so much injustice, uh, in ways that more than just the media would cover. But at the same time, when I'm listening to a song, I, even though I swear, perhaps, you know, sometimes too much, U- Ukraine is, Ukrainian language, there's not a lot of swear, no one's. There's no swear words in Ukrainian, and it's made me calmer. And I hate listening to the F word in a song. So 
I in the end, I hated the song, but I respect the lyrics. Oh, you're so soft. <laughs> God damn it! Watch your fucking language. Okay, no, so I'm 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 happy. I'm happy you love your principles. Okay. So next, the next song I love this song, um, Cumberland Gap, uh, which has been covered by uh, uh, an artist who's known very well now, Jason Isbell. Um, but uh, this is the original version by David Rawlings. Why, why did you pick this song? It's a nice music, man. I don't know why. Just because. I have nothing with that song. I, uh, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a little bit, it's a little bit like blue grassy, but with some rock rhythm and, uh, it's folk, folk sounding words. Um, and Cumberland Gap, I guess is, it's in Maryland, actually. It's in Maryland, um, in the Appalachian Mountains. Uh, Cumberland Gap, it's the devil of the gap. Um, and uh, it mentions Kentucky, Cherokee, Satan, uh, love, guns. It's a good old American song. And uh, the guy who who um, who wrote it, uh, Dave Dave Rollins, he wrote it with Jillian Welch. And Dave Rollins, uh, I met a couple times because when I was managing the Irish Ukrainian band in America. We played a great bluegrass festival in North Carolina. And there was this famous thing called the Midnight Jam. Um, <laughs> this festival, no alcohol was allowed, which is difficult, but every every musician had, you know, we had secret, all, all the artists had secret ways to uh, have drinks. And at midnight, this festival called Merle Fest, all the great musicians, like folk musicians from all over America, would gather on the stage to sing songs together. Uh, and uh, after drinking backstage and uh, uh, and it went on for a couple of hours. And because my band was part of this, I was I was on the stage. And so, and, and, and Dave Rollins who wrote this song, he was the leader always of these midnight jams. And uh, so I got, I got, I, you know, I was just a few feet away from him as he was leading some of the finest voices and, and, and instrumentalists in America, uh, singing, you know, like Creedence Clearwater songs, singing, um, uh, yeah, just, just great American music uh, together uh, during this wild, weird festival where we could drink moonshine um, secretly. And uh, so I was happy to see that song in your list. Fantastic. And, uh, that was... Uh, those are wild days of um, eight months on the road traveling in a tour bus that previously had been the tour bus of the Almond Brothers band. You don't know Almond Brothers, probably. No. Uh, All right, sure. I'll put it on my list to you. But um, uh, it was uh, yeah, you know, it was uh, yeah, I was you know living the edge of the music life, which was uh, I saw you know the I had the we had the glory of it, uh, but also the 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 darkness of it, you know. And uh, drink, you know, tons of whiskey, you know, after the shows and on the bus, and never knowing what city you're in, always on the road. Um, and uh, I'm grateful for the experience; it was amazing. But uh, I, after only eight months, it it almost broke me. 
I, I lost my mind and that's uh, for another another time. So thank you, man, for those songs. As usual, man, you're welcome. <laughs> oh, and the, I did finally listen to the Marilyn Manson song, The Last Day on Earth, and, and, and the, which you recommended uh, like a long time ago and then also in our last episode. Um, and I always say I don't like Marilyn Manson, but every song I listen to, I like. And uh, so far, and uh, I love that line in the, the song, The Last Day on Earth, he speaks about how yesterday was five million years ago or something. That's how I think we all feel in this war. I say you nothing. Nothing. I know, man. We Keep still hear that's that's the main and everything will be good. And everything will be great. When everyone will come back home. Everything will be everything will be Ukraine. Thank you, Joe. Vivlab.com and UkrainianFreedomNews.com. Yes. Thanks to the Ukrainian IT Army, uh, UkrainianFreedomNews.com. And uh, you can follow and support us there. And uh, not a run, it's good night from the Ukraine. Good night. Well,